Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen, joined today by my good friend YB, all the way from South Korea. Kind enough today to cut some time out of his schedule to talk ball. YB, what a fantastic podcast you and Mason did last week. I am a bad, a bad host and maybe a bad friend in that I've only gotten through half of it. I still have about half an hour left. Uh, there was not nearly as much Broncos apologizing as I wanted, uh, but you guys were fantastic, and maybe we, we'll do that again at some point. But I'm back here for the, the holiday season. I might have to do some solo pods coming up, I think, because everyone's going to be busy with holidays. But there's so much football on from now to the end of the year. Here we are in the stretch run, YB. I hope I can count, count on you in January for sure because we will be uh, uh, deep in the playoffs by then. We are close to the end, and yet there is still so much to learn and to find out. So, today we are going to play a game of the ever-famous game. What does Eric think? With we the have caveat, a drop that? Uh, no, I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> with, the ca- with the caveat that I've watched not all the games over the past two weeks... I've watched the big ones and uh, watched some of the highlights of the ones I find interesting on the side, but I've not been tape grinding as much as I typically do. I will say that first and foremost. So I'm I'm liable to say something stupid, but that's why YB's here, to hold me accountable. Uh, so with that, let's just get into it, YB. Where are we going to start today? What do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, let's. why don't we start with the, what was labeled the biggest game? Like it was Dallas Philadelphia. I'm sure you've you've seen the highlights of that one. The Eagles have been outplayed severely in two straight weeks, first by the Niners and then by the Cowboys. So, like, which like the Eagles like still control their own destiny, obviously, and they have a relatively soft schedule coming up. But like, how what what do you think of the Eagles compared to what they were last year? Like, are they are they better? Are they worse? Like, like are the teams around them worse are better? And so that's why they look worse. What's your general consensus on Philly? I am not as panicked on them as everyone else is. I'll say that. That's where I'm at with Philadelphia. I think that Jalen Hurts has had a worse year than last year, but they've just run into some really tough teams and really tough opponents. And yes, you can say that might bode poorly for them in the playoffs. But something about it, I think they're going to get to January and they're going to have something in them that a lot of these teams just don't, and that's, severe playoff experience just so many players from this roster that were in the Super Bowl last year are still on the roster and still major key contributors I'm worried about the defense it's not as good as last year the secondary has major holes their corners are not very good from what I hear and what I see they They miss John Seagarder Johnson they do yeah yeah they they could get exposed but I still view them as the second team in the NFC. I, I, I still view them as, as a team I expect to be in, unless they run into the Niners in the divisional round, I uh, I expect them to be in the conference championship game. I, I think the only team I'd have above them right now would be the Niners. Um, and I, I know, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to tell you why B and, and maybe this can be a second th- portion of what Eric thinks incidentally here but man 
I just want to remind our listeners and the people listening and you, YB, that this is the time of year, Christmas time, December 13th. This is the time of year where the Dallas Cowboys try to push this propaganda machine on you with their play and with their analysts and with their <laughs> national fanfare media that says, oh, look out, Dak Prescott's playing really good football right now. Look out, our defense, it's top five unit. Do not buy it. Do not buy this shit. It, it, it's not worth it. You're going to look foolish every single time. This team's still losing in the divisional round. I'm just going to say that right now. I have no faith in the Dallas Cowboys. If the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles play in Dallas in the playoffs, guess who's winning that game? The Philadelphia Eagles are winning that game because the Cowboys have an inability to win big games and are cursed. So, really, that's my biggest reason. I mean, they can look as great as they want until – Dak Prescott is standing there with Super Bowl confetti raining over them. I'm picking against them in the playoffs. I don't buy the Cowboys in any way, shape, or form. They might get upset in round one. Like say, reasonable say, take. I mean, like, like I, they, I, I, they haven't I, shown they haven't shown as much to be faith to have or have faith in them like over the past thirty years. So, I mean, yeah. And when you look at like how the schedules for each team has been for the Eagles over the past seven weeks, they they faced Miami, Dallas. Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas. That's six pretty darn good teams. And they've won five and lost two. It just happens that they've lost the last two, which, you know, recency bias and all that. In contrast, Cowboys have won. They've won five straight. They've beaten the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and then, of course, the Eagles. So, you know, like, not all wins are the same. Like, they manage the same standings, but in terms of, like, gauging how real a team is. You can definitely make the argument that the Cowboys, with the exception of that very convincing performance in the Eagles game, they haven't really proven as much. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to trust the Cowboys with their playoff history in recent times, even though Dak Prescott is playing really, really well. I think this might be the best season of Prescott's career. Yeah, I mean, Dak's playing extremely well. Is he an MVP candidate? Yes. That yeah, doesn't courtesy of a fact, somewhat diluted field, but yeah, that doesn't change the fact I don't have any confidence in them in the playoffs. I just yeah. don't. It's those it's two, Mike. Those two aren't it's, mutually yeah, it's Mike McCarthy. Like, let's let's not let's not get crazy here. I, I, okay, I, there there are a lot of NFC teams I could see beating them. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's see second second point of interest. I think this is probably a more a pretty like big interest to both us and a lot of the people that are usually members on this podcast. Who's going to take the two two slots in the wild card? Who's going to take the wild card slots in the AFC with the, with the logjam of seven and six teams? So to refresh your memory. So right now the seven are the Bills, the, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Colts, the Texans, and the Broncos are all seven and six. They're all in contention, obviously, for three spots, if I'm not mistaken. So who do you have moving forward? If you had to make a guess right now on the spot. I'll leave it out again. Bills, Steelers, Bengals, Colts, Texans, and Broncos. Oh, they're they're probably two spots because the Browns are ahead. So I, I think I know one of them. I think I'm like Kevin Stefanski's gotta be in the conversation for coach of the year, right? Like yeah. 
like with the quarterback situation it's like crap yeah. it's been in cleveland he's navigated that pretty well so i know it's joe flacco i know it could all fall i know they just lost their tackle which is bad news for joe flacco i think i'm most confident that the browns are going to be there for browns yeah, they have a the, game up also which helps the browns are going to fluke their way into 10 wins and they're going to get there so that's the only one i'm confident in So like, who's the one team out of the six, seven, six teams that you're going to take? Oh, well, two teams, two teams, two teams. Man, I don't know. Like, like they all, they're all flawed. Like they're all very they, flawed. They are all flawed. I'm going to be all in on the Broncos if they win this week. Detroit's that's, a good test. Detroit is floundering right now. Yeah, they are. Denver can catch them, and Denver can beat them. And they don't let Detroit bounce back on them, then I think there is a legitimate, like Broncos fandom aside, a legitimate case to be made that they are a lock playoff team. Because they have a they have a ridiculously soft schedule after that. They have the Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders. So yeah, because yeah. they're just not gonna lose a ton of games, but they have to beat Detroit or it gets really, really sketchy. Yeah. And one and the I don't one know other if team. I'm crazy to say this, but I think the Bengals are going to be there. Like, <laughs> like Mason I, will not be pleased. Like I, I think Jake Browning is a serviceable quarterback, and they're still a Super Bowl roster. And like, Jamar Chase is still making plays with Jake Browning, and Joe Mixon has looked insane in the running game. I believe. You've watched more Bengals than me over the yeah. past few weeks, for, but from what I hear, the running game's really working, which mm-hmm. usually like, is key to playoff teams. Like the what's Bills, ha- what's happened? Bills... I mean, with the Bengals, like, like, yeah. you, like the the overriding like complaint that people had about the run game, like first first that it was you know a zone, it was sort of a zone game, which isn't really suited for the offensive line personnel that the Bengals have, and secondly that. There was an incredible over reliance on Joe Mixon, who's still a good player, but he, like he's ha- he had a lot of tread on his tires for the num- compared to the season number of seasons he's got. So you can't ride him into the ground and expect the same type of efficiency. And they finally got Chase Brown back from IR, and he's provided a spark over the last two games. Like so, and they somehow found a way to make the running back screens work now, which is I think a hallmark of the Bengals. Like in the course that they have to kind of course correct during the season. So, and the defense played well against the Colts, but then again, it is the Colts who are, who are you know, a flawed team in their own right. So we'll have to see because for a majority of the season, the Bengals defense has been awful. And I, I mean that with all seriousness, they've been awful, except they've had some incredible red zone turnover luck. So it's, it's, it's Jake Brown is obviously a really a feel good story right now. He's played exceptionally well. And I think a lot of people that were clowning on Zach Taylor saying that he was basically a coat writer for Joe Burrow are now kind of having to re-examine that position because they've schemed up a very good game for two straight games. So we'll see. I mean, there's obviously a lot more hope in Cincinnati than there was that Thursday night in Baltimore when Joe Burrow went down clutching his wrist. So it, it'll be an interesting situation now that also the Texans, like Stroud's and concussion protocol, Tank Dell is gone for the season. Their running game still hasn't gotten working. So I will say if the Bills beat the Cowboys this week, they're there. 
the rest of the schedule is just not especially now with the fact Justin Herbert is gone. The Chargers are now an auto win. They've got Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins to close the year. And the Dolphins are man, they, they're just after Monday night. I just I can't. <laughs> I, I, I just can't I can't buy into the Dolphins anymore. They're they're the same team as last year, but with prettier stats. Like the power the power of me and he's coughing, let me tell you. I'm I'm just telling you, man. Yeah, like the Dolphins, like they they did themselves no favors because, uh, like the knock on the Dolphins is that they fold against good teams, but they beat up on the bad teams. And Tennessee is not a good team by any stretch of the imagination yeah. season. No. and then they blew it. Yeah, they completely blew it. It's tough. I I don't. It just goes back to the defense. It's the same problem they had last year. Bringing in Jalen Ramsey didn't help. Bringing in Vic Fangio didn't help. It's still a soft defense. They can't really stop running games and isn't really doing much in the pass game. Like, they have to win these shootouts to stay competitive. That's how it goes for the Dolphins. And I I, I, I just, I, I'm nervous. I, I'm really nervous. I, I don't know. Like, I need to look at conference standings really quick they're currently the two seed and like they've got nine wins they're probably safe as far as the playoffs go but yeah man like they could fall to the seven seed pretty easy they could like they 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 could lose the division like their schedule is tough the the bill's schedule is soft their schedule is tough they play the jets and that's a sneaky trap game if the Jets' defense shows up, that's a sneaky trap game. They play the Cowboys. That doesn't bode well for them. They play the Ravens, another game that doesn't bode well for them, and then they finish with the Bills, which they have a problem beating. They could lose out. Right. They legitimately could lose out and be 9-8 and eight and, God forbid, miss the playoffs, but more yeah, likely... That, that probably is not happening, but... Because they have honestly the tiebreaker to the Broncos, they'll probably beat out the Broncos. Like, yeah, things. I I don't I don't buy the the Dolphins at all. I I think they're just such such a fraudulent team. I, I, I don't. I I I'm I, I'm yeah. That's where Monday. I'm Monday was like really like illustrative of how like the gravity that Tyree kill has in specifically also in that system. He's obviously a very, by the way, it was, it was yeah, a very talented like player, but like, I think his gravity is like intensified by the schemes that McDaniel cooks up. And when Tyreek is gone, you saw how they struggled. And obviously they're also missing a lot of offensive linemen. They lost their starting center for a year with a 20 CL, which doesn't help. Like, like their, like their offensive line was a concern coming into the year. And, it played well, but now they're hit. Now they're getting hit with injuries, and I can tell from experience that getting hit with O line injuries while you're like planning for the stretch run is not a fun thing to be. It's not a fun place to be at. I know that from personal experience. So, okay, like okay, then let's see. One, I think we have time for I think maybe one or two more takes. So, okay, <laughs> okay, let me give you a little bit of a softball and a bit of one where you can kind of rant off. Who wins the NFC South? Oh my God! What a question. Who wins okay, the NFC? It ain't the Panthers. Sorry, Brock. But yeah, it's not the Panthers. They're all three teams are six and seven. 
which is incredible. I mean, the AFC North has all teams that are seven and six or better. Uh, all four teams are seven and six or better. The NFC South has all teams that are six and seven or worse. With this, there's no justice in this world. I don't. Have you watched Desmond Ritter recently? I haven't watched the Falcons in like three months. I'll be honest with you. As uh, soon as I realize, like, have the Falcons changed fundamentally? I just need to ask you that question. Not really. Like, okay. I, well, I then think they've out. opened. I, I think they've opened up a little bit more compared to the compared to when like everybody wanted Arthur Smith's head on a plate. But on, I think there's still like I can't say with certainty because I haven't extensively watched the Falcons either, but. I did like you know how you know how when uh, the Falcons game have the uh, have the have the like on on Twitter or X or whatever like they have the highlight where they view from the sky cam so you could look at it from above like like they have like so and then there was a clip where it said it's you know it's bad when a Desmond Ritter highlight looks like the receiver is intercepting the ball from his defensive back because Drake London was absolutely insane last week and one of his biggest catches was basically him jumping in front of a defender and like snatching the ball away for a 35 yard game which said something so like people like I, I know certain experts are still have holding out hope for Ritter but I have my doubts like, yeah, I'm just going to end There's this only so much conversation party. quickly, YB, because honestly, this was no offense to you. I know you're doing your best on the spot here. That was like the most boring question you could have possibly asked. Uh, it's it's fun watching a shit show. I, I, I don't give a shit about the NFC South, personally. <laughs> uh, I like Baker. I think he's been a fun story this year. Give me Baker. Give me Baker okay. and Mike Evans to cook up some magic down the stretch. They've got, I believe, the Jags the Saints, the Panthers, and the Packers left. Buccaneers, Packers this week, by the way. That's a game I will be watching as a sicko. Uh, <laughs> that that one that one intrigues me very much. And uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like that's that's where I'm going to go. Where are we going okay. next? Okay, this is a more of a league-wide question. So obviously this year there's been a rash of quarterback injuries to a lot of prominent starters. So... Out of all the backups you've seen, you see anyone that you look that you feels like he has an actual shot at a career after this season? Hmm. Let's look through the Jets. No one. Let's no one. Here. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots. No one. The Browns. The Browns. I mean. I did love watching Joe Flacco next week. I know it's not going to last, but God damn it. The, the, the whole irony I, of long-time I, I just love Joe, Joe Flacco being on the Cleveland Browns. I just love him. I just, I'm, I find myself rooting for the Browns now, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that ended up happening. They took the serial rapist out from under quarterback, so... Um, a little bit. I can sleep a little bit better at night. Give me Joe Flacco, man. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco is is he's elite. The elite money. The elite uh, dragon. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to watch Joe Flacco the rest of the year, but he doesn't have a future. Right, dude. I do think Jake Browning has a future of being at least like a fun like journeyman backup. Like, like the, the new Jacoby Brissett, basically. Yeah, like he is he is solid. He he has been solid through two weeks. I like Jake Browning. 
Yeah. Colts, Minshew, no. Minshew's Minshew. Minshew's Minshew. Like, he'll he'll stick around in the league. Titans. Dude, I like Will Levis. I do. I like Will Levis. Yeah. And I'm going to have to do some, like, deeper diving more than highlights and dig into the game pass in the offseason. But I do like Will Levis. And I, I do like the outlook for the Titans if Will Levis is the starting quarterback going forward. I do think you can say he's gotten better every week. He threw for 300 yards on Monday night. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. It, like I, I know he has some boneheaded mistakes sometimes, but you can see the flash and promise. Yes. I do believe he has a future. Yeah. Um, of, the game, of the games I've seen of Levis, like he doesn't seem overwhelmed by the moment at all. Like I think that, yeah. I think his like intensity, like you saw him on the sidelines, like absolutely going berserk after that, like go ahead, touchdown. Like I think, the Titans players like respond to him like and he doesn't he doesn't back off in the face of pressure he steps up in the pocket and rifles throws which I think the Titans have missed ever since Tannehill's arm was has been shot so there's some hope like it, like is he going to be like an elite level quarterback I doubt it but I think he's a definitely definitely a serviceable quarterback I think Aiden O'Connell, as much as I liked him in the preseason no he hasn't really mm. shown anything to be completely honest with you I'll tell you a dude who's going to be in our lives for a little while, though. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy DeVito is going to be in our lives for a little bit. And I know everyone can make their jokes. He's Italian, blah, 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 blah. He's played extremely well for like three weeks in a row now. Yes. Like, he has played like a starting quarterback for three weeks in a row now. Like, if he finishes out the season and may get some more wins, like, they are not settled at who their quarterback is for the future. Like, which, is, which seems incredible to say, considering like, the money that Daniel Jones is getting. Yeah, like, they have tough decisions to make this offseason if Tommy DeVito keeps playing well, because realistically, he should be at least a high-level backup somewhere in the league for the next five to six years if he continues to play this way. Like, Yeah, yeah, but don't you want to see him like stick around in New York and the jokes wreck themselves? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I also think it's incredibly impressive what he's doing with the talent around him. His only weapon is Saquon Barkley, and he's still putting up decent numbers. That has to count for something. Yeah, Darren Wall is always hurt. Isaiah Hodgins and Wandale Robinson. It has to count for something. Yeah. I think he's a starting caliber quarterback. And I think if he continues to play this well, if he gives three more weeks, like he's played the last three weeks, to close out the season... I'm comfortable saying he'll be fighting for a starting job somewhere next year. Like yeah. he, he's that talent. So that's, uh, I believe in that Sam Howell's going to be in our lives for a little while. He's had a quietly great year, even though they're a bad team. He's had a stat heavy year. Like, like, like he does cool stuff every week and sure he makes some weird plays. He's kind of like white Jameis, to be honest with you. Um, he's about and, accurate. And like, I like, I just, I have a thing for Jameis Winston types and he's, he's a Jameis Winston type. Um, let's see here. Anyone, nice anyone in the NFC North? No, not really. The Bears, the Bears back up. Bajan. Yeah, no, 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 not a Tyson Bajan guy. Uh, I mean, Josh Dobbs will be around for a little while. I thought it was surprising that they benched him. Um, 
He wasn't playing well, though. Like, you can understand why Kevin. Yeah, I I don't know. I would have given him a little more leash. I think he's shown enough through his stint with Arizona earlier that, but coaching staff knows more about ball than I do. So, yeah, I think that covers basically everyone. Well, there is one guy I think that you're, I think, might be a bit more familiar with than others. Like, how, like, what did you think of the the fourth, the return of a big cocklock back in Seattle? Uh, I, I didn't watch that to be honest with you. Yeah, Gino was out last week, so if you want to, if you want to blast from the past, feel free to take a look at that. Yeah, looking at his box score and hearing a recap of the game earlier, which I haven't yet. I haven't gotten through any game recaps this week. It's been it's been a tough week. Uh, it sounded like he threw the game away, which is very classic Drew Locke. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't like I don't feel a strong affinity for Drew Locke. I think yeah. he put up solid numbers, but I, yeah. I mean, I don't I, he's he's a backup. Yeah, he's a backup. OK, I think I think we went through a pretty wide swath because there's been a rash of injuries. Like, I mean, yeah, you can, you can make the argument. That I mean, that, I would backup, say that's so. the biggest story this year is the yeah. fact that we've lost basically every good starting quarterback. There's Except Lamar Jackson. Left. Except yeah, Jackson, which is the, a great left. irony. Yeah, there's not many left, and yeah, yeah, they're dropping like flies. And like I, I think that's going to make the playoffs ridiculously easy to predict. To be honest with you, I, 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 I think that if you just look right now, let me just off the top of my head, and this could be totally wrong. Let me give you the top five quarterbacks in no order. Yeah. In the NFL, oh, in the NFL right now. Hey, can I? I need to pause this for a second. All right, we're back now. Here's just, I think, the five best QBs in the NFL right now, based solely on how they've played this year. And yeah, that this is just how I'm feeling. Josh Allen's had a good year, he'd be one. Lamar Jackson, he's a top five quarterback. I'm hesitant on one, so I'm gonna push past him. Mm-hmm. I don't I I swear I'm not being a hater here. YB Patrick Mahomes has just not done enough to be in this conversation. And you can say it's for weapons around him, but he's just had a bad year. Like it's okay. Great quarterbacks have bad years sometimes. Peyton Manning had bad years sometimes. Like it happens. Yeah, when you consider that what's considered his bad year right now, and with four games to go, he has three thousand four hundred passing yards and twenty three touchdowns. That's a bad year. That says something about that guy. Yeah, no, for sure. As my AirPods failed me, what a what a shame. Now now I'm working through technical difficulties. Come on, reconnect. Here we go. Right. We're back. We're back now. We're we're back now. Let's go. Back, back, back like a heart attack. Um. Prescott, Prescott's played exceptionally well. Yeah, Prescott. So that's three, right? So it's, yeah, it's three currently. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Four. Purdy. You have to put Brock Purdy in. Yeah, you do. And then to me, five's a toss-up. He he's been kind of down the past few weeks, but I'd say Jared Goff has a case to be made, and then the other guy's Trevor Lawrence, who's playing pretty well right now as well and i mean the numbers wise i mean you can make a strong case for tua 
But those would be, I would say, the elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Of course, mm -hmm. counting Patrick Mahomes as elite as well, he just doesn't have good talent around him. Yeah, and then Stafford's also like re like recovered after a very very like injury and injury average season last year. He's playing he's playing solidly as well. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes. I have not watched a lot of the Rams. They're on my list for games I'm going to check mm -hmm. out on Sunday Ticket this week. It'll be nice. Yeah. Broncos play Saturday night, YB, so I can watch mm -hmm. whatever I want on Sunday. Last week <laughs> I had to be I, – I watched uh, Bill's Chiefs on the iPad, but my eyes were really more on Broncos Chargers, which became bad very quickly once uh, Justin Herbert – hurt himself which yeah. sucks yeah you want you want to you want to say something about that like no yeah how you're I mean, chargers all fans let's well. just let's just clean sweep this thing fire the gm fire the head coach new start fresh quarterback next year trade keenan allen trade mike williams like blow up the core get draft picks draft a bunch of wide receivers keep the offensive line Trade Khalil Mack, get out of that contract, get out of a Bosa contract because he never plays. Like totally revamp the defense, totally rebuild the offense around Herbert. Keep Kellen Moore; he's been the only good part of your season. Promote him to head coach, and see what happens. That's my Chargers outlook right now. I think yeah, but, but considering Brandon how the Staley Chargers shouldn't survive more than two weeks from now. Considering how Chargers operate, the Spanos family operates, though, wouldn't you be surprised? Would you be surprised if the if Telesco and Staley are all back next year because of yes, mitigating I absolutely would be surprised by that. This has been a disaster for them. Even when Justin Herbert played, they were not over five hundred with Justin Herbert as their quarterback. Right, every home game is an away game. I heard this. You want to hear something crazy that I heard on the Broncos broadcast? What? Justin Herbert told the the CBS team that he had not used his verbal cadence once this year. He has not used his verbal cadence once this year. What that means is that the Chargers never have a home game. Right. Every game is an away game. Every game it is hard for them. They will... That's, that's incredible. Like, they... They will at some point, if they keep losing, probably have to move the team because it it doesn't seem sustainable there. To be Over honest, Spanos is dead body. Yeah, I know, but like it doesn't seem sustainable there. And like if they want to keep losing, they'll keep losing. But Brandon Staley's had four years now; he's not getting another chance. Yeah. Maybe they stick with Tom Telesco, but they shouldn't. They should clean house, let a new GM pick their new head coach, and figure it out because they need to revamp everything. They need to get out of Mike Williams because he's constantly injured. They need to get out of their constantly injured players and they need to bring in players that aren't constantly injured. One nice thing, Quentin Johnston had a good game against the Broncos. He did. I, I thought he looked better. Maybe he improves. You need to draft more wide receivers. You need to draft more offensive linemen. You need to build around Herbert. You need to forget about the defense and just build the best offense in the AFC because you have the quarterback to get there. So do that. That it's, would be it's what I'd sad say. because this was basically like the the act the last window of this part of Justin Herbert's career because last remember last summer, like they went in all in on with a lot of free agent acquisitions, JC Jackson, 
like Cleo Mack, obviously. Like that. So last year and this year were supposed to be when the Chargers were basically going all in while Chirp, Justin Herbert was still relatively cheap. And now that ain't happening. Like those two, these two years have been an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. All right. Before we go, one final question for both of us to tackle. Who's getting fired? I think it could be a semi lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if you if you listen to what the people are saying, Sean McDermott <laughs> after his uh, uh after, like like I, I like Mason obviously like has made his feelings clear on Sean McDermott like on this pod, but like still somehow have my doubts about Sean McDermott. As for I think who will be like without a question get fired. Uh, Do you think a playoff run saves Sean McDermott? I think so. I think they. I don't think they'll have the. I don't think they'll have the stomach to if they make the playoffs. They're not going to can Sean. Okay. I don't think so. So guys Maybe. in danger for me, and and you can stop me once you've heard them. McDermott, Eberflus. Robert Sala, Sala, Bill Belichick, Belichick. That that was a report that came out this week. I believe right. that. I saw that. I think they're done. I I think there's an amicable divorce coming there. Um. No one in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regardless of how much the yins are scream, like yeah. Tomlin ain't getting fired. No one within the AFC South. Like, hold on. Let me let me ask you this. Like, what's your thoughts? What, like, what's your thoughts on Vrabel? Like, like, I think if Vrabel got fired, he'd be picked up somewhere else instantly and would probably succeed. I, if they I, fire I, I, Vrabel, I was... he's in ten, He's in New England the next morning. He might be. That's true. And he's building the next Patriots dynasty. Like, that's how that goes. The mm-hmm. Titans should not do that. Yeah, they would they be probably... dumb too. Brandon Staley, he's Staley. gone. I don't know if the Raiders keep Pearson. That's his name, right? Pierce. Antonio Pierce. Like, yeah. I don't know it, if it they keep him. Seen. Like there yeah. were like the vibes change, sure. But he doesn't look like more of an in interim. So that's five openings. Right. Um, Manders. Rivera's gone. Yeah, Rivera's gone. I think Dable has done enough. I think Dable's seat was kind of hot, but the DeVito stuff has kept him yeah. kept him safe. He salvaged he salvaged another season, I think. Dable. Eberflus probably gone because Eberflus they want to yeah. Um <laughs> NFC South. Oh my God. I mean, I saw Bowles, that Arthur is probably Smith gone. Is, I, I saw a report that Arthur Smith was safe, which I couldn't quite believe. Um, the Falcons operate in strange ways. What can I say? Bowles, Bowles, if he makes the playoffs and is competitive in a playoff game, though, I think they keep him around. I I I I don't I don't know how the how the Bucks operate, but like after seeing after the heights they reached with Arians and seeing how this team is like obviously some of its roster construction because of like the all in made they made for Tom Brady, but like I don't like I I am not convinced by Todd Bowles whatsoever. Although you're right, they probably will get fired. Like Dennis Allen might get fired. Like the Dennis Saints Allen should, should get fired. Dennis yeah. Allen will likely be fired. I would be shocked if New Orleans doesn't clean house. That that fan worst. base has turned on them. Oh yeah, like they, I they're getting booed in the Superdome. Like they're cleaning house. Yeah, that's happening. But, 
the one the one guy who will be in New Orleans for next year at least is Derek Carr because you cut him after this season his his dead cap is fifty two point eight million. So good luck so that. with that, if we assume only Dennis Allen and the Panthers, that's nine openings. That's mm-hmm. a lot of openings. Let me ask you a question. Right. If the Seahawks continue to go downhill, and this thing ends ugly, which it could, the schedule mm-hmm. is could. not soft. They have the Eagles, the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. If say they go one and three in that stretch, is Pete Carroll in danger? It's a tricky question because, like, it's kind of the same thing with Belichick, except that you can only make the argument that he's done a much better job than Belichick in recent times. So, Carroll, like, I don't think he's in like legit danger. Like, like unless a team just completely implodes. Like, and even then, I think. Like with the long time that he's worked with everybody there, John Schneider and the ownership, I think unless Carol like decides that something's like gone within himself, and so like and Carol makes that approach, and I don't think he will. I think even at like seventy something, he's still a very energetic and passionate man about what he does. I think Carol will be around. I do think there's a chance Jonathan Gannon gets fired. I doubt that. Like, if, like, I mean, I mean, obviously the results haven't been there, but it's an unstable to... franchise, and they, they, they got credit for being competitive early, and late they get blowed out every week. Yeah, but they, they beat. Oh, okay, beating the Steelers is not the accomplished that it used to be these days. But, <laughs> but I, I think some like, recent they, scores from them: twenty six after their quote-unquote, good start, blown out 35-16 to 16 by the Niners, blown out 34-20 to 20 by the Bengals, blown out 26-9 to 9 by the Rams, 2010 competitive loss to the Seahawks, garbage time game where they got close against the Ravens, shut out by the Browns with no Deshaun Watson, Texans 21-16 loss, Rams blowout beating the Steelers. They're going to get blown out by the Niners. They're probably going to get blown out by the Bears because Justin Fields is going to go on a tear late here. I just, I think that's coming. Eagles and Seahawks. I think that the Bears are such a shit show, Eber Flus could keep his job, YB. I, I think there is a real chance that if Justin Fields plays well enough, he gets to keep his job. Unless Ryan Poles is really in charge. If Ryan Poles is really in charge, he'll fire it. But I don't think he's really in charge. I, I don't I don't trust the Bears as an organization. Yeah, I don't I don't think they've given us much reason to. Like I think I I thought Eberflus was surely a goner like just a couple of weeks ago. And I still think they sh- I still still think Eberflus should be gone, but their recent form I obviously has made like given them a bit of con- conviction at least, but I don't know. Like, I think it makes sense, like, especially because they're going to have the first overall pick. Like if they're going to move on from Justin Field, which is going to be another interesting debate in and of itself, then it might make sense to do it with a new regime in place as well. So. All right. That's it. We yeah. did it. Thank you very much. YB. Quick and easy. Next week will be the Christmas week. I know that's crazy for everyone. Yeah. I hope 
maybe Wednesday night we can get together. Uh, yeah. I'll be on the East Coast, so really, maybe, yeah. Like, well, visit visiting someone or business? Uh, or? Visiting my family. So oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Safe, tra I'm safe travels. Safe until travels, then. Man. Until then. Some great games this weekend. I'm just gonna highlight a few really quick. Broncos Lions. Sunday, here's what I'm watching. Tell me what you're watching Sunday, YBMM. We'll get out of here. Saturday, I'm watching Broncos Lions. I'm checking out maybe the second half of Vikings Bengals. No interest in Steelers Colts. Sunday, I'm checking out Bucks Packers early, Jets Dolphins early, and Giants Saints early. Very interested in most three games early. Late. Cowboys Bills, Cowboys, Bills, easy. I'll just watch that. And then Sunday night football is pretty good. Ravens, Jacks. Good week ahead. Monday night yeah. football, a little Seahawks, Eagles. This is a pretty good schedule right here. I feel like week week fifteen is going to give us some good games. Oh yeah, definitely. Like like you you're interested to see like if Tyreek will be hundred percent against the Jets. Obviously, that's a very huge factor. And uh. The, Bill, the Cowboys Bills game. So, like, Cowboys, I think, have they, they want they want the division. They want home games in the playoffs. So, they're gonna go. Uh, Bills obviously have to fight for their season. Eagles, they have to rebound. And uh, and Jaguars, like, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence's body is made of, but if a man can ignore a high ankle sprain and, and play like he did, that's a medical marvel in and of itself. So, all right. That's good. Right. Until next time, we will see you around. Thank you for listening Peace. to the Enzo Podcast. Peace out.